Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. But before I get started with that, once again, thank you to all of you who tune in daily, and to Soundtrap and Spotify, Podbean, and iHeart that all bring you Messy Closet Podcast. We made it to Friday, and what a way to end the week. This podcast almost did not happen. Now, Alex Murdaugh has been found guilty. O.J. Simpson has some things to say about it, so let's get right to it. Buster Murdoch sitting there looking really, really stoic. And if any of my conspiracy theory is true from yesterday with him having to do something with the death of Stephen Smith, which other people have said that there might be and there might be new evidence that they found in the home because there was no one left to protect him, he might be thinking he might have his day in court next. Just a theory. And then, of course, there's the theory that I came up with yesterday that he may have been a second gunman in this murder. Again, take it with a grain of salt. There's absolutely no proof of it. It's just where my brain goes. So I'm checking out this article on PerezHilton.com. Do not judge me. It's actually really well written. So it says on Friday morning, the disgraced South Carolina lawyer got handed his prison sentence after he was found guilty of murdering his wife, Maggie, 52, and their youngest son, Paul, 22, for two counts of murder. He got two life sentences. Not only that, they will run consecutively, meaning he will serve them back to back. Wow. The judge didn't question the prosecution prosecutor's decision not to seek the death penalty, but he did note that over the, quote, century in which the Murdoch family, including Alex, had been prosecuting people in the same courtroom, many have received the death penalty, probably for lesser conduct. It's true. Life sentences are pretty rare in South Carolina, so it still sounds like there's a bit of privilege there. So Alex addressed Judge Clifton Newman before the sentence pleading, I'm innocent. I would never hurt my wife, Maggie, and I would never hurt my son, Paul Paul. Hmm, okay. Adding, let's see. So according to this, the prosecutor, Creighton Waters, really wasn't buying it and he said that he was a fraudster and you know basically he said he was a cunning manipulative man and he placed himself above others including his family and said quote a man like this should never be allowed to be among free law-abiding citizens again really interesting so waters noted that during the trial anytime the alleged criminal would walk by him, Alex would give him a stare down, presumably to be intimidating before handing down the sentences. Judge Newman addressed the alleged murderer at length and he did not hold back. His honor, who had already praised the jury for coming to a swift guilty verdict based on the facts of the matter, suggested that the defendant is likely haunted by what he's done, sharing, I know you have to see Paul and Maggie during the nighttime when you're attempting to go to sleep. I'm sure they come and visit you. This is like no joke. Alex once again maintained his innocence and the judge clapped back saying, it might not have been you. 
It might have been the monster you became when you take 20, 40, 50, 60 opioid pills. Maybe you become another person. And that was the whole point, right? His whole argument, Alec Murdoch, was that he took all these pills and all of these terrible things happened. He can't remember, so he shouldn't be held accountable, but you should. So too bad, too bad. I'm so, so excited to see that justice is being served in its proper form and kudos to that jury because you gave the best kind of justice possible back to people who had hurt so many people for so many years. And that's part of the spiritual journey, everyone. It's karma. To every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And the downfall of big families, big empires, big everything that do wrong is usually quite great. And this one really, really is just the new crime of the century. Now, I do have to get into the fact that O.J. Simpson, right? Here's like a blast from the 80s, 90s past. O.J. Simpson put in his two cents basically in a video saying he thought Alec Murdoch was guilty or something. It was just insane. He's like, hey, Twitter world, it's me. And there's a lot going on with the Alec Murdoch trial. And I don't know why they think I'm an expert on it. But I got to admit, when he took the stand... A guy who's been a habitual liar. I did watch. And when he, when the trial first started, I watched him take the stand. And I thought it was prob- would probably be a mistake because this guy is an admitted liar. This is O.J. Simpson, people. And it's hard for me to think he can be on the stand for 78 days without lying. The question is, what did he lie about? But lying and stealing money is a little different from murder. Hmm. Is it OJ? I realized watching him testify what he was doing, he was just trying to relate to one or two of those jurors that he was a good old boy, that he was one of them. I'm not sure he succeeded in doing that. I'm not qualified, though, to really say if the guy did it or didn't do it. Oh, Lord, this is so crazy. It's up to a juror. And, yeah, this is really nuts. I missed days I haven't watched it but for some reason what I've seen uh, do I think it's more than likely that he did it yes but more likely equals reasonable doubt so from what I know this is OJ Simpson you guys I would have to say there's a lot of reasonable doubt there the rest of the video he was talking about himself and getting 9 to 33 years for taking back his stolen property and he didn't think he should have gone to jail and it's just like The whole thing is weird. I'm actually not at all surprised, judging by his attitude towards everything that he did make a video like that. And here's a little flashback Friday for you. So that OJ chase in the white Bronco happened in, I think it was like June. It was June of 1994. And I was on my way to a concert, driving to a friend's house to pick them up. And everyone's screaming, get in the house, get in the house. You've got to watch this car chase. We're like, we're going to be late for the concert. I was going to see Depeche Mode at Jones Beach. And we were a little bit late, but I mean, we saw the whole concert. It was just, we had to park farther. But um, yeah, we watched that chase for a really, really long time. And, you know, I don't know if this is like that one. I kind of expected it, honestly, to go the same way of the OJ trial and people were 
really upset that he he was found not guilty. You know, that whole, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. It was a really, really brilliant defense strategy. And of course, it birthed us the Kardashians. So not a lot of good came out of that trial, if you ask me, with pop culture and current events. But we were all glued to our sets for that. And that was considered the trial of the century. Now, to my surprise... I honestly, I thought they were going to come back like a hung jury and have to, you know, have the whole trial over again. And it did worry me when the one juror got dismissed from the Murdoch trial because, you know, I was like, what if they have to do all of this over again? With OJ, we were really ready for him to be found guilty, like I said. So with Alec Murdoch, I believe that a lot of people were waiting for him to be acquitted. But I really think that everyone knew better, especially the judge, because he knew not to give him bail, that the guy was a flight risk. You know, OJ sat in jail too. We remember reading, remember you couldn't look things up on the internet back in the mid to late 90s. You know, it was like maybe what? 98, 99, when you really started to be able to look up information. So 94, you had to wait for things to be in the newspaper. And I remember reading a newspaper article that OJ was crying about his like pillow that he needed in jail and all of these things. And, you know, it was just like, basically it went from the whole trial, the OJ trial went from the victims, right? Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, Everyone forgot about the victims and their families, and it went to proving why OJ could not have done this and he must be innocent and forget everything else and focus the circus on why they're doing this to OJ. And then he said that he was gonna find the killers and he never looked and there was a book called If I Did It, I can't even believe a publisher thought that was a good idea. That never came to fruition. So I'm thinking the whole good old boy, Southern boy, this family's been around for a hundred years doing things. I'm wondering now with the fall of Alex Murdoch, how many more crimes they might uncover now? Like, are they gonna go through their whole law firm and audit everything and look to see who's involved with what? You know, there could be crimes that go literally back to, you know, the 1920s when the family became prominent there. I just had another really weird thought and theory. Okay, so comparing the O.J. Simpson trial to the Alec Murdoch trial, if back in 1994, almost 30 years ago, we had the technology that we have today, which is literally how Alex Murdoch was placed at the scene of the crime, and his lies began to unravel all because his son, who a typical 19, 20 year old, will take videos of pretty much everything. They all do for whatever reasons. So let's just say that cell phones had GPS and tracking devices and ring cameras were everywhere. And, you know, there were street views of, of camera footage and CCTV and all that all over the place like there is now. Let's say that 
maybe a cell phone had caught some movement, had caught this and that or the other thing. If OJ had committed those crimes now, 30 years later, would he have gotten the same verdict? Would he have been acquitted? Or would there have been much better evidence to prove that he was at Nicole Brown Simpson's house that night? It's interesting to think because of technology, Alex Murdaugh is doing two consecutive life sentences. And because of technology 30 years ago, O.J. Simpson is not. But when he did get caught robbing and kidnapping that guy when he said he was just going to get his stolen things back and shouldn't be in jail, he was caught with much more modern technology, the CCTV cameras and all of the things. So, you know, in a way, people are like, oh, everything's watching, everyone's watching, Big Brother's watching. And we didn't have this 20, 30 years ago. So in a way, yeah, it might be slightly invasive and strange. But on the other hand, you should really only be worried about it if you're the one committing crimes and you're going to, you know, have your equipment around you, your phone around you, other people's phones that can detect everything, movement, you know, fingerprints, facial recognition. These are things we never, ever thought about when, you know, we were kids. We saw it on like the Jetsons, but we didn't, I don't know, realize that like these things, I guess, could be used to help solve crimes. And it's pretty incredible because I think if the Murdoch murders had happened 30 years ago, 40 years ago, just like we know this family for 100 years has gotten away with a lot, they would have gotten away with this body count as well. Just like, in my belief, O.J. Simpson got away with murdering Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. And the only reason I'm bringing him up is because he put himself in the game. He put his voice into this and he is not the right person to do that. But again, the man has overcome a lot more than a little bit of criticism on what he says about someone else's trial. You know, I mean, I thought it was um, interesting that he did say that he thought Alec Murdoch was a liar and was going to lie on the stand, which could be the reason that they didn't put OJ up there, too. You don't want to get caught in a lie. Once you get caught in one, then there's probably a million more. Plus, isn't it like against the law to perjure yourself in court? So it's probably better if he would have kept his mouth shut. I also wonder, would they have found him guilty or would my thought that it was a hung jury have been correct if he did not take the stand? I just think he thought he could like sweet Southern charm his way into the jury's hearts where they would say, oh God, he just messed up. It's not a big deal because he never tried to blame it on anyone else and he never went looking for the quote, real killers. And that's the same thing that OJ never did, never went looking for that real killer. So if you're not looking for the killer, you might know the killer and it might be the person that looks back at you in the mirror. 
like I said, I can't understand even the thought of taking a life of another human being, much less a family member. No matter what, he's got to deal with that. He's got to live with that. It seems that O.J. Simpson is the kind of person who can live with that if he really did it, which was always my thought and belief. I could be wrong. But this Alex Murdoch, I don't necessarily think that he's so upset about the fact that they are gone, his wife and his son, as the fact that he got caught for doing it. And now, instead of waking up every morning, maybe being not as happy with your life as you thought you would be, but you still have all this money and privilege and everything, you thought you'd get rid of the problems that you had and that would solve everything, and now you're basically in a prison cell for 23 hours a day with some of the people that you probably helped prosecute and put in jail. I got to think that that's maybe in that area of South Carolina where there's probably a lot of people that have it out for the Murdoch family for putting them in a position maybe that they were innocent of. Like they tried to blame Connor Cook for driving the boat when it was Paul Murdoch and maybe he would have ended up in jail, right? Maybe there were things that the Murdoch's did and they helped prosecute someone else so their family could get away with it. Maybe it wasn't just Alec, maybe there's people that have been in that jail for a long time waiting for someone, doesn't matter who, but someone in that family to show up where they are and he's just not gonna have an easy time. I think for him it might have been okay during the trial because there was hope that he was getting out, but now that hope is gone. I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy that justice has been served, but I think I would have rather never known the names of anyone in the Murdoch family from Hampton County, South Carolina, and have them be alive today rather than so many people grieving the loss and the messes that the whole family has created. I had this great Pilates client once. She actually comes from one of the wealthiest families in the United States from when the railroads were being built from east west. And if you've never heard of the Frick Museum in New York City, she's the granddaughter of Henry Clay Frick, and she was my client. And she would say to me, you know, growing up wealthy, she would talk about going fox hunting every Thursday after school with father. I thought that was one of the coolest things I had ever heard because you heard about these things, but I never knew anyone who did it because I did not run in that class of people. So, you know, she's telling me about all of these great things as a kid. And one of the things, though, was not to get too greedy. Like you have what you have and be, you know, grateful. And she said, ultimate greed corrupts ultimately. And she said this back when Donald Trump was president, like just became president. 
and her brother was actually the indicted governor of Arizona who had spoken to Trump, she said to me, about like his campaign and what he was doing and you know, basically I think the guy kinda was just like, Yeah, you're you're he didn't think he was doing a good job, Trump, but obviously other people did and he won. But with that, that was kind of the message of it is ultimate greed corrupts ultimately because look what he did, right? He got away with the insurrection, we think, possibly, who knows? So this is basically the tale of powerful men who finally, a powerful family, a dynasty, who literally has been brought to justice and because of the advances in technology that we did not have as Gen Xers, that is why this justice exists today. But that greed that ultimately corrupts is always the reason for these tragedies. And I don't know in the spiritual journey how we fix that for everyone. There's probably not a way, but this is the tale of the murderous men with the power who could not get away with everything. To Alex Murdoch, don't drop the soap. Thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Messy Closet. And don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.